Welcome to the Focus on Why podcast. I'm Amy Rowlandson and I ask my guests one simple question, why? Focusing on the importance of why, I share with you the relatable, uplifting and inspiring conversations I have with people from all walks of life. This podcast will encourage you to focus on your why to enable and empower you to achieve the success you desire. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why. Before we get started, are you thinking of creating a podcast or are you a podcast host already? As a podcast strategist, I can help you to launch or relaunch a purposeful and profitable podcast, which will inspire, entertain and educate a global audience. Simply book in a one-to-one call with me right now via the Calendly link in the show notes and together we'll focus on the purpose of your podcast. Today on Focus on Why, I am joined by Tom White. Tom, hello, how are you today? Oh, I am very well, thank you, Amy. Thank you so much for having me along today. Uh, Very much looking forward to talking to you. Yeah, well, we worked together several times this summer and both on the same side and also on not opposing sides, but on I would say opposite sides of the of the table in terms of working to develop our coaching skills. And that the first one was in my master practitioner where you were helping me to become a master practitioner in NLP. And then we were both working on the same side doing our master coach sessions, which is fantastic. And I've got my certificate up on the wall. It finally arrived after three months of waiting from Pip Thomas. <laughs> How about you? Have you got yours? Uh, yeah, it turned up yesterday. Um, in <laughs> fact, it was um, unfortunately a little worse for wear. I think the uh, oh, no. postman had been slightly overzealous getting it through our door, but um, the certificate is intact. The frame is not. Um, so I shall need to reframe it when I get an opportunity. Oh, well, I just want to say thank you for what a wonderful summer it's been in terms of reflections, in terms of growth, in terms of just a, a reimagination of the future. It's It really has been an interesting time that we spent together. And, and that was why I wanted to invite you onto the show today to, to share with others what you're up to, what you're doing and, and how you're affecting change on the world. Mm, yeah, thank you. And it, it, it was it was an interesting um scenario in terms of how we first met because as you as you allude we were kind of on other sides of the um other sides of the fence maybe is a way of describing it on the on that first course where I was I was um co-delivering a course and you were there as the as a delegate and then we find ourselves about a month later um being on the same side of the fence both being delegates so um that's an, an interesting scenario which I can't think has cropped up many times in my in my career in learning or coaching so um so yeah that very very interesting um experience but in terms of what we were learning and how we were learning and and, and the work that we've subsequently done with it since um it, it has been a, a voyage of discovery um over over summer absolutely i love that voyage of discovery so where has your voyage taken you since we last parted um so i mean obviously the 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 big thing that's been going on at the moment is i started my uh my master's degree in psychology um and that's been uh i'm I'm six weeks into that now and that's been a big uh, a big part of my life for the last six months um running that alongside uh, alongside Kalemba coaching um you know that's a real a real learning curve not only in um in subject matter and, and 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 going back to university but getting the balance right between uh between the uh the rigors and demands of um of academia um and also being an entrepreneur as well you know so I'm, I'm I'm just I'm just finding the right balance uh for those at the moment but um it's definitely providing uh challenge it's providing learning it's providing stretch it's 
getting me out the house. <laughs> for, if for no other reason, it gets me out the house on a on a Thursday and Friday as well, going off to um, off to university, off to campus for my uh, my various lectures was which was part of the reason that I chose a campus based um, one because having had you know eighteen months of being at home, it would be lovely to get out and meet people again. So thankfully, uh, the pandemic has uh, enabled or allowed me to do that aspect of it as well. So you've mentioned already the word learning several times. What does learning mean for you? What significance does it hold? I think ultimately learning um, and developing and growing is fundamentally part of who I am. Um, and even from the very first time that I was on the receiving end of values elicitation, um, learning and progress and development all popped up as being incredibly important to me. Um, and I cannot imagine a, uh, a world or scenario reality where learning wouldn't be um, uh, paramount in who I am. Um, it's just I, I just have such such a thirst and a hunger for knowing more. And exploring more and understanding, um, understanding things, uh, things more. And I mean, that's that's particularly why I've why I've gone into psychology, um, because I want to understand why certain things are the way they are, why people behave the way they do, why they think the way they do, why they use the language that they do, um, and, and and psychology provides a a medium to explore that. But also, you know, that that overlaps massively into my coaching business as well because that's what fascinates me and that's why I've I've, I've stuck with coaching because it is about helping people to understand those things about themselves as well as for me to understand about them it's much more about helping them understand it because you know um, a lot of a lot of those things are um, are really unconscious and if if you're able to bring them into consciousness then imagine what you could do with them you know so I think I think that's where where learning really sits it is it is this voyage of discovery um, you know and I, I I choose that I choose that um, that that phrasing very uh, very deliberately because it's I've been I've been writing some content this morning about a voyage of discovery and and it's just right there on the tip of my tongue so it is you know it's like what else is out there that I don't know about or I haven't experienced or I haven't got an answer for and how might I go out and, uh, and and find them so that that's what I mean about that that voyage of discovery because it really is just a continual journey and let's see where it takes me next and you mentioned that You've got a fascination for understanding why things are the way they are. Why are you doing what you're doing, Tom? What's what's behind the coaching? Oh yeah, so, so it's a really it's a really good question. This one, so um, you know, this this does boil down to um, my why. So it, it it probably requires me to go back a little bit in my in my history um, of of work. And um, so prior to uh, prior to being self employed, I worked in a, in, a, in a large corporate, and I worked in the learning and development function um, and if I go right back to when I started that um, I was a corporate trainer and I was I was helping people um, learn how to use new till systems so it was very techie it was very black or white very analog it is like you press this button to do this you press this button to do this and if you'd have asked me at the time you know what is it you love about it that would have been exactly what I loved about it that everything was very straightforward very yes or no very right or wrong um, and I often used to say, you know, that that soft skills learning, nah, that's what other people do. That's not really for me. Um, and, and it just sounds so ridiculous when I say that out loud now, because I'm so completely the opposite way around now. You know, the prospect of things being one thing or another is just so hideously limiting 
um, you know, you've got this massive area of grey in the middle where you've got um, individuality and you've got personality and you've got, um, you know, motivation and you've got values and you've got all those sorts of really interesting things that sit in the grey. Um, and that's where I love to operate. But the, the reason the reason I'm telling you this is because I've evolved that um, over time. And then they got to a certain point where I was doing all soft skills working. And, and that was fantastic because that really was delving into helping people understand why they had trouble with um, difficult conversations, for example, why they didn't necessarily get on with um, a member in their team and those sorts of things. Um, but it was always very much group based. Um, so the the depth that you could afford the time to go into was always going to be a little limited because you had maybe 10, 12, 15 other delegates that all needed um, all needed some equal attention. And, and, and that's really where, where the coaching came along um, because that did give me the opportunity and the time and the focus to work with people one-on-one -on -one where we could dive into things um, in a little bit more detail and we could get under the surface without having to worry about time or without having to worry about um, what other people in the group may be thinking. So that's really where that, where that, um, that, that, that coaching um, interest um, has come from. And, um, you know, I've, I've done a lot of that work with myself um, as well, working one-on-one -on -one with coaches and, you know, five or six years ago when I first really discovered what coaching was and thinking, um, you know, this is, this is fantastic. Every day I do this, I'm learning something new about myself. Wouldn't that be brilliant if I could help other people to do that and learn about themselves um, every single day? And, you know, circles back around to this whole learning, um, this learning uh, notion and concept that it is all about, you know, what do I not know about myself at the moment? Uh, what might I find out today? What might I find out tomorrow? And what might I do with it? Um, so, yeah, I've, I've kind of turned myself around in a little bit of a circle there in terms of what we were talking about. But I think it, I think it just comes back down to that. Um, it comes down to that, that, that why I do. Um, what I do is really about supporting people to understand who they are, what don't they know about themselves, and if they knew a little bit extra today and a little bit extra tomorrow, what might they do with it the day after? And it is a, a bit of a paradox, isn't it, that you're helping people to understand what they don't know about themselves, but then they don't know that they even need to know more about themselves. Yeah, yeah. As as I was saying it, I was thinking, oh, actually, yeah, it's it's kind of that un that um that unknown unknown I don't know what I don't know or it's maybe that um that area on the, the Jahari window box that that completely um unknown area and um I think a lot of it what what is in what is um unknown to us sits in the unconscious where it's there but we don't know how to access it um necessarily and we might just see maybe the um the end results of those unknown things so what I mean by that is we we might not understand the thought process we might not understand the motivation or the behavior um, but what we might then see is the outcome of that behavior and until we start to understand what's caused that outcome and almost do a little bit of reverse engineering and trying to get back to what caused that in the first place that's where you start to understand okay there's something there I don't understand that'd be useful to ponder on it may be useful to have a conversation with somebody else around the end result and do a little bit of that reverse engineering and suddenly you get to uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I get it. There, there's perhaps a, a preference or a motivation or a values conflict going on there that I wasn't aware of, but now I am aware of it. I can perhaps do something about it. So, um, you know, there may fit, there may be some things that are completely unknown. And until you have a certain experience, that's when they might pop up. Or it might be that you don't know necessarily what the root cause is, but you might see some of the, some of the outcomes of it, whether they're positive or, or negative. And, um, you know, like I say, working backwards you you get more of an idea of what it is yeah so from those days of when you were helping people to 
on the tills to to now where you are now you said it's been an evolution a journey that you would probably had never foreseen you would not have known that you were going to go to this point so knowing that you didn't know where you were heading where are you heading or do you not know where you're heading (laughs) yeah really really interesting um question um that i i probably don't know 100 where i'm heading i mean i've got i've got a good idea of the sort of direction that i want to go in and it's very much continuing in the in a similar vein to what i'm doing now um, in terms of broadening my horizons understanding um how things work how people work more specifically how the mind works um and 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 just deepening my understanding and deepening my knowledge and and um developing my practice in that area but you know genuinely what I don't know and what's what's open for debate at the moment is do I continue purely in coaching practice and and you know have the next 25 30 years purely in that development in in that area or um, do I go down the um, academic route and delve into that in in more of an academic way and do further um, further masters perhaps or even go down the PhD route and go into sort of clinical psychology so, you know, these these things are very much um, on the table um, at the moment as as um, as potential potential ideas. Um, so they're, they're they're broadly heading in a, in a direction. But in terms of which specific path I I'm going to choose, you know, I I, I really don't know um, at the moment. And I'm really really uh, okay and really happy um, about that. That I don't have a really specific path and and and, and defined. Um, and I think the reason I'm I'm okay with that is because um, by not having a completely defined path, it does allow me to explore what's to the left and right of me. Every time I get to a junction, I can I can have a look what's down there, what's down there, and 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 really explore and and, and learn from it. It may be that I get to the point of thinking, actually, no, that particular option isn't for me. That's okay, but I've explored I've explored it. I've learned about it. I've decided that's not for me. Let's go and let's go and choose um, something else. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's you know the, the general direction. I'm, uh, I'm 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 heading in. I think, yeah. You'll have to ask me again in six months where I where I've got to <laughs> on the, on the thinking on that one. Well, as you said, I mean, you, you're pursuing different areas of psychology, and one particular area might completely pique your interest, and you just not know that that was going to take you in a particular direction. And it's interesting that you talked about getting to each of those junctions and looking at the choices. Again, you know, that's that voyage of discoveries sort of surfacing again. But knowing that you have the choice to to take different options and knowing it's OK if one of those routes doesn't actually transpire into anything. Yeah, I think um, ultimately exploring something only to discover actually that's not for me or it's not going to come to anything is probably worth the time and energy um, and investment of doing so rather than just saying no. That's not for me. I mean, that's that's, that's my personal opinion. Uh, you know, other listeners may feel differently to that, but um, I'm very much up for experiencing as many different things as I as I can, and then being able to make an informed decision rather than being able to make um, what might be a bit of a blinkered decision if I was so completely fixed on on a, on a specific outcome. Um, whilst recognising that there will be other people, absolutely, that will have a very specific outcome that they're looking for and they will have quite a linear trajectory um, to that and that's absolutely their prerogative. Um, I'm just a bit more um, a bit more all-encompassing, learning as we go, experiencing as we as, as we go and then um, and then almost make make some of those decisions on the on the hoof once I've experienced something. 
You mentioned earlier, Tom, about having done your values elicitation through the, the coaching work that you've done. Share with us what it is about the values that help you to or that elicitation process that now helps you to guide you on, on your voyage of discovery. Mm, yeah, I mean, I, I love working um, with values. I, I think it's such a such a powerful, um, a powerful thing to discover about yourself. Um, and some for some people who are very values driven, it's as if they've always been there. They've always known what they were. They've always been driven by the values. But then you'll have you'll have just as many people who um, are not necessarily too clued up on what their on what their values are. Um, and, and I, you know, I kind of include myself in, in, in that for, for a little while up until the point that I was asked, you know, what are your values? Um, I, I, I really struggled to articulate what they were. And actually, it's making me think of a, of a very specific um, moment when I started working with a new, uh, a new line manager and uh, myself and two other colleagues who were now reporting to this line manager met up with the line manager of uh, pub and a little bit of a get to know you. And, um, and the manager said to me, so what are your values, Tom? And I'm like, Oh, that's an interesting question. I wonder why you're asking me that. And, and you know, I, I struggled to come up with them off the top of my head. Um, and then the manager shared with me what their values were. And, I, and you know, it always sticks in my head around um, fairness was one of their values and fun was one of their values and responsibility. And um, I, re I remember thinking at the time, you know, that's an interesting thing to share. No one's ever done that with me before. But what was really interesting was then in every interaction, in every debate, every conversation, every piece of communication, you could really see those values coming through, that this person did want things to be fun, with a slightly odd sense of humour, admittedly, but they wanted things to be fun. And they did have this real sense of responsibility following through with what they said they were going to do. And they did have this real sense of, um, of fairness and consistency. And it was, it was moments like that that I started thinking, wow, here's a person that's really by the, guided by their values. They know what they are, they can articulate them, and then you can see them, they illustrate them on a daily basis. So when I found out uh, and I started working on my values, um, suddenly I'm like, oh, yeah, well, I, I know those things have always been important to me. I don't think I've necessarily articulated them as values, but actually they really are intrinsic to who I am and what I do in terms of learning, progress, development, um, you know, recognition, thing, things along those lines. So I think for me, um, the process of eliciting my values just brought them from probably semi-consciousness, not completely unconscious, but maybe semi-consciousness into really overt consciousness where I can now talk about them. I can um, I, I can see how they come through in my life, in my actions, in my behaviours, my motivations. And because I've done that work on myself, that's why I love doing it with, um, with coaching clients, with facilitation um, teams, whoever it may be, because I think it's just such a such a powerful, powerful thing to be aware of. Um, because for some people, I mean, I mentioned it's semi-conscious for me. For some people, it's completely unconscious um, and they do find themselves going through life, going through the motions almost as if it's a, a, a preset um, trajectory or a preset destination and never really question um, those sorts of things or never really explore them. And um, And I almost think, wow, you know, that's, Knowing what I know, how how could you not want to know that about yourself? You know, and obviously people have, I'm, I'm sure, have got their own reasons for, um, for, for for never never exploring that sort of thing. But now that I'm aware of it, I'm like, wow, I just can't imagine not not knowing it because it's guided who I am. You know, it, it guides my 
Um, it guides my branding for the business. It guides my content for the for the business. It, it, it guides my um, my developmental path. It's taken me off to university. All the all the things that I'm doing now are totally guided by by my values um, and me wanting to align uh, to being uh, to to my values. So, do you have a, a flock of five? Do you do you have five core values, Tom? I think probably um, the three. I have I have three that 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 come to mind instantly in terms of um, learning, development, and progress. Those are the three that will instantly come to mind. And um, if uh, if if people were to say, okay, well, how how do those three apply to um, business? Okay, so it's all about being the best coach that I can be, being the best entrepreneur that I can be, um, appealing to as many people as I can be. Um, how does that apply to what you decide to do um, at uni? Okay, well, I want to continue developing myself in quite a deep way, both personally, but also um, with with the psychology about you know supporting my my, my business. So yeah, those 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 three come through um, really really um, clearly for me. Um, there's then another one around um, around recognition, um, you know, and and I, I think when I first discovered recognition, I was like, oh, oh, you know, what does that mean? Does that mean that I'm perhaps a little bit needy, um, that I need to be told, yes, Tom, you're doing it, you're doing a good job. Um, but you know, with some some other uh, some other work um, that I did, I understood that actually that re- that recognition, um, I am kind of predisposed to looking for external recognition rather than that internal sense. Um, so yeah, you know that that's always that's always been really important to me, and, and and I've always valued it. So you know those those end of year conversations or those monthly one on ones that I used to have with my with my boss were hugely important because um, I knew that I was doing uh, I, I was doing a lot of work and I was always busy and I was always productive. But until I kind of had it qualified a little bit um, by by some external feedback, whether that's from a stakeholder, whether it's from my boss. Um, I never quite knew if I was on the right path. So that, you know, recognition, yes, it is it is a value of mine personally, but I also value um, recognising others um, as well. So it kind of swings both ways. It's, it's, it's a two-way a two way door, so it's not all about me. It's, it's making sure that I recognise and I acknowledge other people for the contributions that they make, whether that's, you know, recognising um breakthrough that a coaching client has made or recognizing the contribution of a um a, a group in a, in, a, in team facilitation something along along those lines um so yeah that that, that recognition one does come uh, does come through very uh, very strongly um and then the other one that um that pops in um pops into my mind is um is harmony and when I when I first discovered that one, I was like harmony. That's a that's a, a strange one. I'd, I'd never thought about uh, harmony necessarily before. But actually, um, the more I think about it, and the more I do value elicitations and harmony, um, it comes out again. And you know, even when I do a strengths finder um, elicitation, it comes through as a strength as well. So it's kind of a double whammy. It's something I find really important, but something I'm also um, really uh, really good at. And it is, you know, for me, it is about um, having a harmonious. Um, relationship with um, with people, and it's not to say that I'm um, I'm a pushover or I can be walked over, and it's not to say that I'm not assertive and and, and I'll stand up for what I believe. Um, but I do like things to be harmonious um, because it it just makes life easier um, for me. You know, if I if I can get on with as many people as I can, um, find ways to work with people, find ways to work with people, particularly if we don't necessarily agree. Um, yeah, so that, that that harmony comes through as a, it's almost almost a little bit of a um, a support value. Um, so even though it's in that top five, it's it's almost playing second fiddle a little bit to those other ones around progress and learning and and, and development. 
So it's really interesting, Tom, that you talk about recognition. Have you ever heard of the love languages from Dr. Gary Chapman? Uh, only through the conversations that we've had, uh, I know that you've uh, you, you've mentioned it a few times over over the last uh, the last few months. So I have I've not uh, I've not done any great uh, research into it, but I know you've really from what you've told me. It's it's really interesting because it's I think that it sits really well with the values and in just understanding, particularly because you've got harmony there. But that aside. We receive and we give love in five different ways, according to the work of Dr. Gary Chapman. And when the more I learn about this, the more I see it showing up, so much so that I, I, I talk about it, I do advocate it. And words of affirmation is one of the ways that we receive and give love. So you talking about recognition, that is it. That, that is you know, your way of receiving and giving love and creating harmony around the way you work. There's acts of service, there are quality time, and physical touch and receiving gifts. So when you talk about how you really value the words of others in recognizing your work, in recognizing what you've done and how you've contributed, it makes perfect sense to me. Hmm. Yeah, and 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 when, when you say it like that, words of affirmation, I mean, that really does... Um, that really does resonate with me um, because that's that that's what it is. It's um, affirmation, you know, affirming that what I'm doing is doing what it's designed to do. Whether that's um, you know working with a client, whether it's in my corporate um, my corporate roles when I was working on a piece of project work according to a specific specification or, or something along those lines. Um, it, it is that it is that words of affirmation that just that little bit of a little bit of recognition which spurs me on to continue um doing what i'm doing and and i think that's the that's the bit that's um that's useful because you know i'll i'll, I'll take a i'll take a brief or i'll take a you know a, a coaching client and i will we'll start working in a in a certain direction and um i will be checking in periodically from time to time you know is this useful are we heading in the right direction um and that's primarily for the clients uh, making sure that they're getting use from it but it's also a little bit for me thinking internally uh, okay I'll be going in the right direction do I need to tweak anything do I need to um do I need to uh go in a different direction and I think it also it links it's just popped into my head it links to credibility um and my need for um credibility in in a number of different um scenarios and those words of affirmation affirm my credibility so there's, there's almost like a continuous feedback loop um, that I'm doing something, it feels right, but I don't know 100%. I get that affirmation, it comes back to me, yes, you are, let's continue going in that similar direction or let's make some tweaks and go off in a different direction. So yeah, it, it, it continually um, goes around in, it in a nice circle. And how was your credibility and your your need for recognition around moving from the corporate to the entrepreneurial space? Mm, yeah, I mean, so that's um, that's been a big uh, a big source of thinking and reflection um especially in the early days and I say I say the early days like I did this five years ago <laughs> it's still very still very early days in in fairness but um you know I think I think where credibility um came through particularly was in um, in the realms of social media um so up until becoming um an entrepreneur becoming a full-time um sort of freelance coach I'd never really had to do much uh marketing never really had to do much with uh with social media I didn't really use social media much in my private life and um, as well as a, as a natural introvert I, I, I tended to keep 
myself to myself in in that particular um, in that particular uh, area. Um, but when it came to um, promotion, marketing, connecting with people, there was always this this sense of credibility that um, if I put something out there um, and it's my opinion, or this is something that I've got to say about coaching, or this is something that I've got to say about NLP, or this is something I've got to say about anything. Um, there's always that sense of, are people going to agree? Are people going to disagree? Am I going to get shot down in flames? Am I going to get um, told, no, that's that's wrong. You've learned that wrong. And suddenly my credibility gets um, shot to pieces. Or, um, you know, another another area, if I, if I put something out there, are people going to say, um, oh, and you, you know, you, you call yourself an expert, you call yourself a, you know, a master practitioner of this, but you're, 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 you're saying this. So, you know, a lot of that credibility or, and, and, and feeling that it might get challenged really did come in, in, in those early days. Um, and uh, to, to the point where um, I ended up writing an article um, all about not really knowing what to do with social media. And it's, it's something that I, I reshared last week, actually, because I thought it might be useful after six months to kind of reshare where I've um, where I've got to since thinking, but I, I did have this whole this whole moment thinking about what am I going to talk about? Who am I going to talk to? Are they going to listen? Are they going to think who on earth is this chap talking uh, talking to and talking about? He's he's no expert. He says he is, but he's not. You know, so all all those sorts of internal doubts and internal voices crept in, and it, and you know you you can link all of that to credibility. Um, the beautiful thing is though um, that over the last six or seven months, I do seem to have developed a. Um, following developed people who like what I've got to say um, they seem to understand what I'm trying to say which is fantastic I'm articulating it in a way that they understand and they can um, that they can um, recognize um, but there is lots of lovely words of affirmation coming through on those posts um, that that feedback that credibility of saying yes I understand Tom what you're saying I like what you're saying it makes sense I didn't know that that I've learned something I've developed myself um, and that's hugely useful for spurring me on to think okay this is working I'm going to keep on I'm going to keep on going and that's what spurs me on every day to create that content and um, and, and, and share it with people realizing that I have got something important to say I have got something um, valid and, and something that I can call myself um, at least learned, if not an expert, I can I can make that claim and feel quite confident with it. And you'll only ever find going more into the the realms of psychology how different ways of thinking have have appeared in that space, and how there is a lot of opposing thoughts and studies that present different concepts in different ways and with different outcomes and, and that's what's so fascinating isn't it it's that you know okay so one psychologist has said this and they believe in this area and this is their whole way of thought and yet it's been disproved by other psychologists you know who how are we ever going to know or we, how, when will we know the full capacity of of what we're capable of yeah and that, that that's I've got a wry smile on my face because I absolutely know what you're talking about. Then I was thinking it was the exact same thing um, last week where um, whatever subject we were getting into, we were doing some research and I was finding, OK, so there's there's this many hundreds of papers and hundreds of psychologists that support this school of thought. Whilst there's so many others that that support this school of thought. And I had this real this real dawning um, dawning thought that there's probably very few things in in psychology at least or in science in general that are certainties um and 
you know, not having been in academia for 20 years, I've kind of got a bit rusty on research methods. So coming back into it and spending so much time in academic journals and in books and, and webinars, there, there is this constant tussle backwards and forwards. I believe this and here's my evidence to support it. But actually someone else believes this and here's the evidence to support that. There is no or there is very few um, certainties. And, and the reason why it's making me laugh is because when I was saying about, um, you know, 15 years ago when I was very black and white, that probably wouldn't have been the best time for me to be studying psychology. Um, and and, and oh, I'm, I'm having an epiphany in the moment here, um, Amy, because I, I, I say to myself, God, I wish I'd started studying psychology 20 years ago, but maybe 20 years ago and who I was and how I was then, I might not have been ready for my world to be quite so expansive as the world that I'm studying now. I would have wanted things to be a bit more black and white, as in this is a certainty and this is, this is how we prove it and this is what's disproved. So yeah, I like that. That's an epiphany in the moment. <laughs> well you heard it here first this is what happens when you focus on why it really is it and and having done a neuroscience professional development program early on this year I was drawn to the the knowledge that when I'm referencing something I have to be very clear that it is a school of thought it's not the way okay there are other thoughts here that but it's always important to reference and make reference to the origination of that particular idea or thought or or study. And and so now I'm very conscious, as you, you were saying earlier, on social media, instead of saying this is the only way, this is the way, this is it's just one way. And and I'm very mindful of that in, in, in all of my approaches, that there are so many different ways that we can pursue and going right back to your epiphany that you've had and I love that you've had epiphany here Tom on the show and it does often happen because what is we're doing is we're focusing on why you're doing what you're doing we're focusing on what's important to you what your non-negotiables are you've shared your values and clearly you are living super aligned with those values and and they're, they're showing through in all of the elements of your that you're doing and going back to that crossroads or, or that junction that you, you spoke about right at the beginning, there are different avenues to pursue. There are always going to be different avenues to pursue. And, and again, it's that reassurance that it's okay to take those different avenues. And as you've just shown here, there is a right time. There, there is a right time for things to happen. And we can't live with, reg with regret, you know, because as you said, 15, 20 years ago wasn't the right time for you to pursue your way that you're in now. Mm, yeah, yeah. I, I think I think that's really a really useful um a thought that I've had actually in this in in, in this moment. Because I've I've said this to I've said this to so many people that, you know, um psychology coaching has fascinated me for a long time but there probably was a time when it didn't fascinate me as such or as as much um and if I decided to do uh or to study psychology straight after my my bachelor's degree yeah you're absolutely right you know that may well not have been um the uh, the, the right time for me to have um opened my mind quite so much um as well and and actually something else you said when you were talking about the referencing um of materials and talking about schools of thought um that also plays into that whole conversation around um around credibility because i you know i, I put something out this morning on on linkedin um on some uh, some of the differences between uh, coaching mentoring and counseling um and i i did put a little um, addendum right at the end saying this is my opinion this is my my thoughts on it um 
this is not based on any uh, textbook definition. This is just how I approach it. And this is how I, I work with clients to help them understand what support mechanism they're actually looking for. Um, but the other thing that I put in there is actually, if you think differently, then let me know. And, and that's that's really interesting because that almost goes against the, the notion of um, words of affirmation and credibility, as in I'd like you to corroborate what I'm saying so I know that I'm doing a, a good job of it. In, in that particular instance, I'm saying, actually, if you've got a different perspective or you think I'm, um, I'm, I'm wrong or I'm not quite on point or you've got something else um, to say, I'm inviting that stuff. And that's quite a that's quite a sort of a 180 to how I used to be. I'm inviting that because actually the value is in the conversation, in um in the uh the, the comments section, the, the the back and forth, the different opinions. And you know, so that 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 links directly to what you were talking about in terms of that scientific schools of thought that we believe this, that I believe this, and, and so on and so forth. So that yeah, there's a real there's a real shift in my in my um way of being and and what I'm what I'm inviting in um, to the conversations rather than just looking for those affirmations as well. And having done the values levels work, a real shift in your values levels potentially. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, going going through those um, those values levels into um, well, you know, kind of into that that entrepreneur space. That was definitely a new um, a, a new level five space uh, for me to, to go into, and felt a little uncomfortable at times. And, and I've definitely had the moments of thinking, oh, is this a, is this a values level I am I'm comfortable with? Is it is it where I want to stay? Where am I where might I be? looking to regress back to or where I might be looking to move forward to but actually um, I'm much more comfortable in um, in the values level that I'm at at the moment and I can see where I'm where I'm heading um, in terms of my trajectory with values levels as well so yeah that's that's um, a really deep dive into the world of values and uh, and, and something I uh, I look forward to delving into more as time goes by. Fantastic. Well, Tom, it's been an absolute pleasure having you to share why you do what you do here. And I am really looking forward to, to hearing what has what the outcome is of your year in your Masters of Psychology and, and where the direction will be going forward. So watch this space, everybody. How will people watch this space? Where's the best way to find you? Um, so the best place to find me is probably on LinkedIn and Facebook and Instagram. Um, all of those will be under Kelenva um, Coaching. I'm sure Amy will put something in the description as to the spelling um, of that because it's not the most obvious uh, necessarily. But Kelenva Coaching, you can you can find me on those socials. Um, I also have my website where you can find out a little bit more about who I am and what my philosophy is um, with regards to learning and coaching and, uh, and NLP. So that's uh, www.kelenva.com. Uh, dot com, but again, um, that will be in the uh, in the, the notes to go with the uh, the session. If you want to come and find out a bit more about who I am, fantastic! Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Everything will be in the show notes for you to find as soon as you are able to, to sort of look at look at the show notes because a lot of people are out walking, driving, exercising, all sorts of things while they're listening to this podcast. So when you've got a moment, go back to the show notes and connect with Tom. I'm sure he'd love to hear from you. Tom, it has been a delight. It's been fabulous. Thank you so much. And I'm, I really am really looking forward to following your journey, your, your voyage, which is so exciting, your voyage of discovery. How would you like to close out the episode today? Uh, so I think it's to, to invite people onto their own voyages of discovery. Um, so thinking about, you know, what are you doing now? Is it what you want to be doing? Is it something, um, is there something else that you'd like to be doing? And even if it's an idea, a bit of an inspiration, an inkling of um, thinking there's more to life than what I'm doing now, or I want to be more intentional 
uh, with my life. And if that's something that you're looking to explore, then I'd happily have a conversation with you um, because that's that's the area that I like to focus on. That's who I like to help is people who are, who are just thinking, what else is there out there? What could I learn today and what could I do with it tomorrow? That sort of thing. So, yeah, I'd, I'd love to speak to you if, that, if that's where you are. Thank you for listening to Focus on Why with me, Amy Rowlandson. To show your appreciation and to help other listeners understand what value you have received from tuning in today, please leave me an Apple Podcasts five-star review. Remember, the conversation doesn't end here. To keep it going, connect with me on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook or Twitter or join the inspiring, uplifting and positive Focus on Why Facebook group. All the links are in the show notes. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why.